everyone out there in podcast land. Welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews. My name is Chuck. And my name is Lee. And... (sighs) (laughs) Yep. Yes, here we are. Here we are. Please, as we've said before, please don't unsubscribe. Yes, we are doing Miss Marvel. Episode 3. The only reason why we are doing this is because of the Captain Marvel movie that is slated to come in the next year or so. And this movie just feeds, this show feeds into that. So we just want to make sure that we're keeping up to date with everything Marvel. And this preteen debacle ends up being the, uh, the next thing in our repertoire. So here we are. (laughs) What do you think so far? (laughs) Uh, well, I think you pretty much just hit the nail right on the head there. Um, this is like it, it's Disney's. It's like if if the Disney Channel had a a superhero show that was trying to be Marvel, then you would have this. True. And yeah, that's that's pretty much where we're at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so this episode is called Destined. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, very interesting episode. Um, I'm I'm still trying to like, you know, so often in our previous podcast, it's been like Will and I are usually on the same page more often than not. And Lee is playing the other side of the coin. He's playing devil's advocate because he's trying to find like we did Boba Fett. He was trying to find the good things in the episode. Um. I've, I've been trying to do that with this TV show, and it's very difficult. Yeah, uh, well, yep. <laughs> like, some of the action I, I will, is okay, I, well, but other than that, it's like, I don't I, know. I will say one great thing came out of this episode. Brown Jovi. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> it was pretty fantastic. That is Brown pretty Jovi. fantastic. Ugh. So, yeah, um, let's just get into it. So this starts off in British-occupied India back in 1942 during World War II. Um, there's a big dig going on, and Aisha, that's her name, right? The one who, you know, her great-grandmother, yeah, her, whoever. Her great-grandmother. She yep. finds the bangle they are looking for two but they only find one and it happens to be attached to a severed arm mm-hmm. a, a blue severed arm yes right so um that says one of two things to me either or one of three things a if you wear it at some point in time you will lose your limb um b you will it will actually you know dye your hand or your your limb blue and then it will fall off or C um, a member of the blue man group actually found the bangle and yeah. then they passed away so mm-hmm. I'm thinking mm-hmm. the latter is the most realistic right now absolutely but I absolutely. could be wrong have you seen them live by the way uh, back in the 90s I did yes yeah they're phenomenal they're ridiculous they are they are f- hilarious yeah yeah, I had, back in the, um, they they just started in the '90s. Like today, they're bigger than they were then. 
Um, oh, yeah. Because they do a lot more now. But I saw them in the beginning of when they started picking up. They didn't do as much as they do now. Yeah. Now, we saw them... Oh, boy. Um, seven, eight years ago? Oh, wow. Maybe, maybe longer? Actually... Oh, no, it was definitely longer. It was before I was even married. So oh, much longer. May- maybe like 14 years ago. <laughs> Isn't it weird yeah. how time just flies? And yeah. before you know it, you're 40, watching a TV show about a 16-year-old girl. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. talking about it. Yeah. Um, well, it helps when you're a man-child. This is true. <laughs> um yeah, my daughter, my 14-year-old daughter who would love this show actually is the one who slated me as the nerd or the geek of the family. Like, I can't, I can't say. What's, what's funny about it is your 14-year-old daughter won't even watch the show. Nope. <laughs> She's like, that sounds lame. It does. <laughs> and then moves on. And here we are. Talking about it. Here we are. Um, so present day, um, Kamala, the... The people that saved her last episode um, are now talking with her. And Kamala is hearing the story of, of Aisha, Aisha the first time, for the first time. And so what we saw in the opening is actually just them telling the story. Mm-hmm. Um, who's telling the story of, is Kamran's mom? Cam, is it? It's Kamran, right? <laughs> yeah, it's not Cameron. Cameron, right. <laughs> Kamala is, talking, is having a conversation with Kamran's mom. Um, and they want her to take them home. Um, come when do they meet Khan? <laughs> Kamala Khan. Wait a second. Khan. The, the wrath is if, coming if somebody, soon. If somebody yells in this ep- in this series, Khan, it'll be amazing. They'll probably get sued. <laughs> no, it'll be perfect. It would be. Um, so come to find out, all these people except for Kamran are roughly a hundred years old. They are known oh, yeah. as the clandestines, um, also known as the jinn. So they're like ah. the scary real-life ghost stories that people talk about. Like Wishmaster. Yes. Yes. Have you seen Wishmaster? No. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a horror movie about a, a jinn, and it's, it's one of those be careful what you wish for. Horror movies. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Jin is basically a genie. It's just, right. you know, different. Yeah. Right. They're just scarier and apparently real. Oh, yeah. Go figure. Scarier than ghost stories. Right. There's just ghost stories, and then there's Jin stories, which are scarier because they're real. Yeah. Sure. Well, Kamala... Well, that's what she says. <laughs> At this point in time, Kamala runs back to meet up with Bruno... Um, we almost, we, for, we almost forgot about him. Um, <laughs> we don't usually talk about him, um, but we have to in this episode because he does well, play. We've been talking about Brian for so long. That's true. Right. Um, she tells him everything he, she just found out and she's asking him like how his math, if his math skills are up to date because he needs to figure out interdimensional travel. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this, the 16 year old boy who hasn't even graduated high school yet is about to figure out basically what Tony Stark was trying to figure out, but was not able to. Yeah. He needed that Mobius strip. 
you know, the impossibility of making time travel happen, you know, with an intelligent computer, Tony Stark figured out, but this 16-year-old boy who has access to nothing is supposed to figure out interdimensional travel. So we'll figure uh-huh. that one out. Maybe we'll mm-hmm. see something like that. Um, maybe not. Yeah, we'll see. The funny thing is, is he stops this whole thing, tells her that she's trending on social media, and basically it's just her dropping the kid off of the tower from the last episode, just in repeat, repeat, repeat. She's, you know, she feels horrible. Um, Not really the best thing out there for her to see at this moment in time. Uh, I'm going to say out of all the podcasts we've done, this is probably... The most straightforward and hardest one to do. Because <laughs> usually we're saying talking about what's going to happen next. We dig into it and it's like, oh, we know what's going to happen next. And it's just like, uh-huh, here it comes. And there it is. Yep. Okay. And yep. And next. Uh-huh. Well, okay, again, there's not much. Um, they're not trying to put things past or get things past kids. They really want to lay things on thick. So they're very obvious. Mm-hmm. The only thing that wasn't very obvious was who exactly was Comron for a little bit but right. now that we know he's the son of this Jin, it's like oh okay then that's all we needed to know I'm good got it mm-hmm. right so it, it we, we go over and the Department of Damage Control ah yes the DODC yeah, this this fantastically made up government, <laughs> you know, well, Sector I mean, Seven went pretty far when it came to Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. the DODC. Who thinks of these initials? Like, I don't get well, it. Well, the DODC was created after um, after what happened in New York with the Avengers. Sure, back in 2012. Well, yeah, they were created after that. So, if you remember in Spider-Man: uh, Homecoming. It was the DODC that was coming down to basically collect all the, oh, the alien right. stuff that came back. I actually and forgot that's about when, that. And that's when Toombs decided to, you know, basically fight back and take the, the stuff and and basically <laughs> stake, take it from them. And that's, that was the whole plot of that whole movie. So, yeah, the DODC was introduced there. But right. the whole point was it was right after um, the events of the, the attack on New York. So they somehow know... That this vigilante known as Nightlight, which <laughs> come to find out she, she and her and her friend Nokia, Nokia, um, they both hate the name, um, but they go to this mosque that she happens to go to, and they're inquiring about her. Mm-hmm. How they know she's coming? How she? How they know that they, she hails from this mosque? I I don't know, but hey, you know they're. The Department of Damage Control. They have top secret information that none of us do. Um, at this point in time, they're actually in the middle of the final vote vote casting for the board that Nakia has been trying to go for. And she actually jumps up, throws all these legal terms at the DODC, and they say that she she says that they actually need a warrant, a search warrant to come in and start doing stuff. So they end up leaving. They respect her in that area. Um, and, yeah, I wish when I watched this first scene, all I wanted was one of those big red staples buttons that says that was easy. Yep. And just push it and say that was easy. Like, 
this government agency comes in, storming in. The 16-year-old girl is like, you need this. And they go, okay. I, I've never yep. watched any TV show, movie, or anything in my entire life where a government agency came in, a 16-year-old boy said something, and they just went along with it. Yeah, well. Especially if they yeah, were a top-secret organization. Take Transformers, for example. Sector 7 comes busting in. 16-year-old boy is like, no, 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 no. He go, They go, nope, we're still taking you. Like, that's typically what happens. Why they made well, this so as, easy, I don't get. As long as he eats all the donuts, then he won't look like he's a suspect. Yeah, That's true. He won't be, he's not guilty, right? That's true. Um, I, I just don't understand why, whether it's Disney or Marvel Studios... Is just making this so easy. They're making the plot line so simple, so basic, so cookie cutter. Yeah, there's no twists. Well, there's they're no- appealing. They're appealing to a generation that we are not in. So maybe I'm, okay. I'm gonna think of two things. These are my predictions. Either they're they're appealing to a generation that we are not, a generation that likes things spoon fed so they can just enjoy it and follow along, mm-hmm. or there's a bigger twist that we're not seeing yet, but we'll see later, and it makes everything else go, oh, okay, I'll take that. So I'll be honest. I will be impressed if there actually is a giant twist <laughs> come the sixth episode of this TV series. Well, the fact that... Um, well, I guess we'll get there later. Um, at the last episode that we have watched, we know that... Um, we know that something interesting happens that we weren't expecting. Um but so I guess we'll see where that takes us. Um, but yeah, spoiler way, alert: we did what we are basically a few weeks behind in airing these podcasts when they came out on Disney Plus. Um, oh, yeah, we're actually recording episode three. We have seen episode four. I will admit, before we get into it, episode four was a tad bit more interesting and exciting than oh, yeah. this episode. Well, things actually happened. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> something. It took four episodes for something to happen. Um, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> Nokia, I'm just gonna call her Nokia cause it's just easier <laughs> versus, is it Nokia or Nokia? How, how do you pronounce Nokia. it? Cause you're it's good. At the, you're the good at the, you're the, you're the it's Nokia. Guy. They said it like 70 times. Nokia. Yeah. And it's tenant. Tenet. See? T-E-N-E-T. <laughs> just look at how it's spelled. I know, but it's pronounced it's a tenant. <laughs> It's pronounced tenet. <laughs> tenet. It's a real word. I know. It's the per- it's the person who rents from a landlord. No. <laughs> no. Oh, that's no. That's tenant. <laughs> no, a tenet is a principle or belief, especially one of the main principles of a religion or philosophy. Now, here's the That's question. What a tenet is. Does that title have anything to do with the actual movie then? Um, Does that definition actually fit the movie? The fact that it's a palindrome is kind of the point of it, where things are moving forward and then moving backward at the same time. So that's kind of the point of it being the name of it. But there's a few times where people drop the word and they say it. Oh, it's the tenets that we live by. And they, it's it's just a key word that okay. they use to kind of explain what's going on. So I, they did do it throughout the movie. I do have um, to watch that movie. I've, I've literally watched like 15 minutes of it. And I started to like, I was so tired. Well, oh, you still didn't watch the whole movie? No, because it's, it's a two and a half hour movie. And you have to be like, 
ready for it. Oh, you have to be awake. Right. I've fallen asleep to it as well. But, I mean, it's a great movie. It's just, it's like, okay. I laid down um, to I, watch I, it I read one about day, the whole and I was Robert like. Robert Pattinson doesn't even understand what's going on still. <laughs> that was a, um, what's his name? Who did Batman? Robert Pattinson. No. What? The trilogy. Who did who did who Batman? Christopher the, Nolan. That was, that Nolan. was a Nolan film, right? Yeah. Yeah. No so what happened was Christopher Nolan did um Memento. Yes. Fantastic. Which was, movie. was like a, was which was like a taste of what he wanted to do. Just but he was like, I can't make it too complicated, people won't get it. He basically wanted to do Tenet. But at that time, he w- it was early on. He didn't want to do something that was so confusing people wouldn't get. And then he did stuff like the you know the Dark Knight trilogy and stuff like that and some other things. But when he did Interstellar, too many people were complaining that it was it was like so spoon fed. Too on the especially nose. Will. Will said it was like it was so Steven Spielberg it like spoon fed that he you couldn't he couldn't stand it. I'm like I didn't think it was that bad. It was interesting. It was well put together. I love I love his use of. Um, of Hans Zimmer for the music. It's always, you know, awesome music. It fits really well with what he's doing. Um, but that was the thing is people were complaining that he was getting too Hollywood, mainstream, and cookie cutter. And so he's like, okay, here's Tenet. And everyone's <laughs> like, what? Like, but I don't but get what? It. Why would you? I don't understand. And he's just like, this is what you've asked for. <laughs> See, so. the, the only thing with that movie that just really frustrated me was this wormhole, black hole... Oh, Interstellar. Mi- yeah. Millions and millions of light years, or thousands of light years away. Mm-hmm. Leads behind a bookcase. Like, yes. in this guy's bedroom. Oh, yeah. Or uh-huh. office. That's just, it, it, that's just, it's, to me, that's just, what rid- are the it's odds? ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Nakia bursts into Kamala's room. Mm-hmm. Lays down the bed. They start talking. They talk about Nightlight and how they both hate the name. Um, and then she tells her in a roundabout way that she won the votes and that she is now a board member. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, is you have two girls sitting here going, dude, bro. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> okay. The dude, the dude, bro. The dude, bro. Um, next... Big scene of wedding prep and partying. Uh, so everyone's getting dressed up. They're having a giant party, um, prepping for her brother's wedding. The, I guess there's this thing where in in the uh, in the Pakistan and Pakistanian, I don't know way of their preparation for the wedding. They usually hide <laughs> the pair of shoes for the groom. In this case, they hide all of his shoes. Yeah, I don't understand that. You know, what's the word I'm looking for? Culture, uh, cultural uh, ritual. No, uh, another word for uh, tradition. The tradition is they hide the pair of shoes yeah. that he wears for the wedding. In this case, they hid all of his shoes. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. Um, well, that's just that's just a basically a hint into their their culture. You know, most people don't understand that, but they're like, oh, that's funny. I guess they do that. It's kind of like, um, oh, geez, uh, pouring the Gatorade on the coach after a winning game. Like, it's it's a thing that they do. It's like, oh, ha, 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 we did it. You know, that's that's what it is. Fantastic. I, I, they, they've, they've, <laughs> I will say that they've done a good job introducing their um, nationality. Pakistani, Pakistani culture um, into a... Uh, 
uh, mostly non-Pakistani viewing audience, you know, where all the, the right. Marvel fans and everything Well, they did the here, same thing just... with Shang-Chi. They did a really good job yeah. with that as well, too. I, I will say that is one thing that Marvel does do, you know, is they do take a people's group and they introduce it in here, and they do a really, really good job. Even in Moon Knight, the Egyptian, you know, way of doing things, their whole nationality and their whole way of life, they introduce that pretty well. Um, Shang Chi did a well show, bringing in the Asian culture. This bringing in the Pakistani culture. Um, you know they do a really really good job with that. Um, the only part that I really have a hard time with is the neighborhoods that they all live in are just. It's like Pakistan in America. It's like, it's like right. Asia in America. Like there's nobody else except. And the ironic part is. Is in their con- in their neighborhood. You have the sixteen year old white boy working at the yeah <laughs> at the convenience, <laughs> the convenience store. store. <laughs> That's obviously done on purpose. The uh, whole thing of is of course because it's the rever- right. it's the reversal of the roles um, in right. that case. And, and that's but it just, works. It's yeah. That's that's what they're doing here. It's what they've been focusing on. But I mean, one thing that that is kind of, I mean, they even did it, and you don't mess with the Zohan. You know, like there's there are parts of of cities where where certain cultures tend to gather um, and they tend to kind of live together and work together in a certain area. Um, we don't notice it as much because we we're kind of all over the place. Well, we and, like diversity. You know, and, and yeah. And we well, we also grew up here. You know, we didn't come over here from another country. We were born in this country. Right. So with that being said, it's like, well, then we're kind of here, there, and everywhere. But people who come to a new country, think of it this way. If you went over to uh, Japan, wouldn't you find a place where there's more Americans so you can speak your own language, learn the culture slowly, and not just be thrown into it and stuck? Probably. It would make sense. Right. So that's that's what they're showing here. Is that it? It happens more often. Right. So I get it. It's just I didn't realize if it is true or if they just made it up for this that there were these little like Pakistani um, groups. Of, right. You know. Yeah. In in different cities. Which I mean, there probably what's, is. Where, I don't. I, are they in Chicago? Is that what this is? No, they're in Jersey. Jersey. You're right. You're right. They're right so outside yeah, of New York. They're in New Jersey. Yeah. So not too far away. But so in New Jersey, apparently there's this Pakistani. Um, town you know right or neighborhood um well at this party um bruno has bruno drops off a a little gift to kamala kamala um because he can't make yes to work and she she takes it out onto her front porch and she's sitting there contemplating life and all Mm -hmm. of the heaviness that a 16 year old has living life um she's questioning to herself if she should continue doing what she's doing or if she quits if she should quit she's talking to her what i could only imagine is like a, a, an, an older uncle or a grandfather um out on her front porch i'm pretty sure that was like the head of the church or the mosque rather was it okay i thought it was um it could, could be been. wrong but i it could I have been it was um And he's talking with her, and she's talking with him, and he's like, "Good is not a thing you are; it's a thing you do." So this right. was this was like the little proverb for this for the story. And she ends up opening up the gift, and it's a mask for her to wear, so she can do her vigilante stuff 
with this new mask. So she's been wearing this giant helmet lately. I'm guessing this is mm -hmm. going to replace that down the road so she doesn't have to just wear this giant cardboard helmet that she's been wearing. Right, so she'll be more exposed and obviously her when they're trying to figure out well, who she no, is. Well, no, no, no. If you put that mask over your eyes, look at Robin. Oh, yes. Look at Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. Like, it, right. it, that will, it will hide you. Well, that's DC. <laughs> Look at Hawkeye. Okay. He wears a... Does he wear a mask? No, he doesn't wear a mask. No, he doesn't. He's, he's just Clint Barton. He's just Clint... Yeah, he's just... Yep, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, never mind. Skip. That's the thing about Marvel. Marvel doesn't... I mean, a lot of the characters, like, I am Steve Rogers. You know, Steve Rogers, Tony Stark, Thor... <laughs> Thor Odinson. Everyone knows who they are. Yeah, everybody knows who they are. But, you know, there's, there's, it's always the young ones that have to hide their identity because they're kids and they're still trying to live another life at the same time. True, like so Spider-Man. Spider yeah, Spider-Man, Ms. Marvel, Nightlight, whatever you want to call her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at this point, you actually see Bruno working over at his store. Um, Kamala's dad stops by um, to sneak a hostess. What was the... Those little uh, mini pies, like a cherry pie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he said there is something delicious about the synthetics of it all. <laughs> the syntheticness of it. <laughs> so he's sneaking this in, and on the countertop he sees that Bruno is reading some stuff on the Pakistani um, heritage, and he comes along mm -hmm. the whole thing of gin. Um, so he mm -hmm. kind of gives Bruno a little bit more insight onto what it is. Uh, and he's like, if you want more help on this, I'll give you more help because Bruno made up that he's actually doing a paper for school on this. Right. Yeah. Um, so he translated it for him just that way. It saved him a, a ton of time. Right. Making it easy for him yeah. to understand. Uh, and, yeah. You know, and that's where you get the, the whole, show he's, a, he's a, he's a G. Yeah. Basically it's info, you know, it's info dumping at that point. What's a gin? So we know moving forward what we're faced with. It's like a genie. It's like a ghost, but it's real life. They're worse. Um, mm -hmm. Kamala and Bruno at this point talk a little bit more about interdimensional travel. She's like, we need to do this now. Um, he wants to help her, but doesn't think it's the right timing. Because if, mm -hmm. you know, if he helps her now, things might go boom. Yeah, I believe he, he has to. He basically explains everything in a very technical way, and she's like, "Yeah, now pretend I just speak English, you know, like pretend I'm really dumb and just talk to me like a, a human." And he just says, "Yeah, if we do this, things might go boom." She, I love how she convinces him to help out, and he's like, "I'm not really sure how to do this." And he says that he 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 did mention that he read something from Doctor Selvig, which <laughs> if we remember Doctor Selvig, you know, from Thor. Um, and everything like he was all about like trying to do interdimensional travel and inter interspace right. travel. Um, it it's interesting now we're talking about interdimensional travel. And the last movie we saw of MCU had a character who could interdimensionally travel. So we're seeing a lot of these things, and it's just it's. Um, I wonder did, if they'll tie her. I wonder if they'll tie her into this with Miss Marvel somehow or Captain Marvel somehow. Didn't you say your wife hates this whole multiverse thing? Or somebody was just talking about that, saying that the, the, their their wife couldn't stand the multiverse and they were just losing their mind about it. Like, this is just dumb. I don't know, but I started watching Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, I know. We're, we're, I'm going to watch that, too, at some point. And I, I don't, don't, don't even get into it. It just, starts I off, heard and it, I'm I, just like, 
huh? Yeah. Like, it's trippy, so I'm only like 15 minutes into it, but it's trippy. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're 15 minutes in. I was wondering who was 15 minutes in. I was looking at the queue. Will's already watched the whole thing. Oh, on, on Plex? It, yeah, yeah. And he says it's fantastic, so. It looks fantastic. Yeah, but uh, he just... he says it's he says it's exactly what we expected. So if we're if we're like really upset about the multiversal stuff, he's like he he said it's everything that we wanted Doctor Strange to be. Oh, I can't wait to fully watch it then. Yeah, well, you're gonna have to because we're busy right now. I guess so. That. So <laughs> <laughs> I love how every time I say I can't wait for this, you're like you have to, <laughs> like I know I have to. It's just it's a figure. Sorry, of speech. I'm just I'm just setting realistic expectations, I, and I appreciate it. I, I truly appreciate it. Um, I love how in this part she's like, might, might. The only thing when she's like, might, so you tell me there's a chance. <laughs> the only thing in the One in a million. only place my <laughs> mind went to was, is there a chance? What are the odds of a guy like you and a girl like me? <laughs> Ending up together. <laughs> One in a million. Not good. <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> I read you. I read. <laughs> um, at this point in time, Bruno Bruno thinks it's the best time to tell her that he's going to Caltech, but he uh-huh. wants to make sure she's safe before he goes. No, I just have to ask. He he has a little bit of a resemblance to Tom Holland, correct? Just slightly, just, not a lot. Yeah. He also dresses like Marty McFly. He's constantly wearing a puffy vest. It's all different colors, but he keeps on doing it. And I'm like, all right. It just, it seems like they did it on purpose because there was that whole thing about the the deep fake with Tom Holland and, um, and Robert Downey Jr. in Back to the Future mm-hmm. as Marty and Doc. And it looked really, really well, like good. It was, this was like early deep fake when they started like just doing it. And people were like, that's amazing. And it fit. So they were actually talking about how great would it be if they had a remake and use these actors to, to do it. At this point, it's it would be a faux pas just because it's right. like, come on. I mean, but um, it just, it seems funny to me as if they purposely did this just to kind of give us a, a little Marty in, in the MCU. But makes sense anyway, that's just it's just you, a little you nod bring, you bring that up and about remaking movies there are some movies that you just can't remake but they do it anyway red uh, dawn which was awful they should i mean if you never had the original red dawn point break this, what point break never saw the new one i never saw it either but the point the point is oh <laughs> total recall Ugh. i get it like there's certain Ugh. movies you shouldn't read like, Dread, <laughs> Judge Dread. Well, uh, that wasn't a remake as much as it was added on, right? No, was it was it a remake? remake. Oh, okay. It's a complete remake. RoboCop. That was an add-on. No, RoboCop was was a brand new. Was it really? Oh yeah, yeah. It was a retelling. It was a whole new story. Like if they're gonna do it as an add-on twenty years later, fine. Um, Put it this way: Could you imagine them doing a remake of Wayne's World? <laughs> There are certain things you can't do. You know what else they did that was horrible? A Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, that was awful. You can't, like, I remember saying, I'm like, there's no way that you can do that movie without Robert England," And they did it without him, even a cameo. And he was, was just... he, he embodied Freddy Krueger like nobody else. Right. And that was the whole point of it. So it's, now, it's one thing if you have a supporting actor. Okay. 
Batman. Okay, Batman is based off a comic. You can keep on telling stories like that because they're based off of a comic. Right. If you do a movie and then years later try to just remake it because you're like, oh, I bet you we can make it cooler, you really have to knock it out of the park. Right. Otherwise, people are going to be really well, upset. Like, the Power Rangers movie was not good. Oh, that was horrible. And whether you were a Power Rangers fan back in, like, 91 or 92, whenever it came out. 95. Or, or not. Was it? No, it was 95. I think so. It was way before that. No, 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 no. It was way before that. Are you sure? Ha- no. Ah, oh, jeez. I'm looking it up. <sighs> Go ahead. I am. Go, go, Power Rangers. 93. I told you. I was close. <laughs> it, was so actually, was I. it was actually right in I the middle 91. of what we both said. I know. So there we go. Um, I thought about it. I'm just like, wait, 91. No, that doesn't match up. Because I was about six. So that's perfect. Yep. Um, anyway. Yeah, so this whole thing, they're, they're doing too many remakes, and but they're not doing a good job with them. So it's just making us go, Hollywood, what are you doing? Right. Like, or, it's not like or, we're it's not like we're saying you're ruining the old one. It's just saying why waste all of our time? Or just make something original. I know, I know. That's what's his name? Jordan. What's his name? Who does like? Nope. Jordan Peele. Yeah, he's fantastic because he's making something. We talked original. about this the last time. Or John yeah. Krasinski with you know a Quiet Place, which I'll be honest, yeah. I've yet to see those movies. Still, I have yet to see them. Uh, check them on Plex. Anyway, and I've I've um, been told that the fact that they don't use any music in the entire movie is like what makes yeah. the whole movie which is funny because generally music is what makes the whole movie but the, the but the the lack of music in this um it adds to it because that's the whole point it's like it, it helps with certain things but in this it's just it's brilliantly done you know you really have to hand it to john krasinski for, to krasinski because you know if you try to tell him about it you, you get killed so you just <clears throat> quiet. You just hand it to him quietly. Quietly. So, so the rest um, of this film, yeah. rest of this TV show is pretty quick. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, there's about 20 minutes left, but about 15 minutes of it is just one giant fight. Um, mm-hmm. So they need more time. She's texting with Comron. Comron says, "No worries, you can take more time. Let's get through the wedding first. Yeah, he's um, like, "You worry about the wedding. We'll figure it out. Right? Don't worry about it." That's that was the wrong thing to say. Um, Apparently. So now it's wedding time. Um, apparently in this wedding, you have to say I do three times. Yep. Um, just to make sure. Just to make sure. you're not held at gunpoint and, you know, that you're... <laughs> um, after I'm that... the Adits and I'm, a, and I'm of sound mind. <laughs> the, man st- the man I want is right, be- right beside me. Right. And after that, you have to say Beetlejuice <laughs> three times, too. Beetlejuice. Um, yes, I love that man of mine. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> now it's party time, and they're having a big party. They're dancing. Everyone's dancing. Um, her brother has a surprise dance for his new his new bride. Um, they're partying. Everyone's having conversation. Enter Kamran to let Kamala know that the Jin are his mother. The Jin are now coming to get her. Um, mm. How to clear out a room out when the bad guy is coming? Well, well, they've done it plenty of times in so many movies. Yep. Pull the fire alarm. And you better believe everyone clears out. So mm-hmm. everyone clears out. Commence fight. 
So they're fighting all over this convention, this convention hall, the 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 partying room, the kitchen, the hallways, the staircases. Um, they're having fights everywhere. Um, the fight in the kitchen kind of reminded me of a little bit of the scene in Jurassic Park where she's hiding behind like the stuff and using the pot and pans to the pots right. and pans to distract them. Um, right. It's just instead of using it against raptors, they're using it against the gin. Um, in the midst of all of this fight, um, she has a vision of this train, which, you know, we'll find out about that later. Um, they, the fight commences and then everything works out. She starts using her powers in a greater way than she's ever used before. And then all of a sudden, everyone, she wins the fight. Comron actually helps her with the fight. And then the DODC comes in and arrests the djinn. All of them. His mom, the uncles, the aunties, the, the everybody who, is, who has been involved. Um, they all get arrested. Um, she ends up on the rooftop or out in the back alley with Bruno and Nakia. Um, and this is where Nakia now finds out who Jin is, who Jin is, who Kamala is. And she's pretty upset. She's upset that she was her best friend and wasn't told anything. So who's her best friend, Bruno or Nakia? Eh. I, I, well, I, I stay, I sway more towards Bruno. However, yeah, I don't fully know. So, so here's the thing. I think for girls, they can have a best best boyfriend and a best girlfriend. And and it, you can't really compare. I think that's what they're kind of going for. So it's she's best friends with both of them, but it's not like one or the other. Yeah, but, but Bruno's Nakia, a little bit closer just well, Nakia, because he's been Nakia's her around. bro. Right. So what would that make Bruno? <laughs> Her Bruno. We don't talk about him. We don't talk about her, Brian. Um, so the fight commences. Everything that happens, it ends. Now they're back at home. Her mom is begging her to tell her what's going on because she realizes that Kamala is going through all these hard times. Her mom's thinking it's basically just, you know, growing pains and her coming into her own when really it's not, um, as the audience knows. Um Kamala doesn't tell her mom. She can't tell her mom. She ends up, you know, going to her room. And roll credits. Very, yep. uh, very uh, not exciting ending. Um, nope. Aside from the, the, the fight that happens in here, which was, you know, mediocre at best for a fight that Marvel shows. I will say this. One of the best Marvel fights I've seen so far as of late is the fight scene on the bus in Shang-Chi. Yeah. That was cool. If they did more like that, I would be I would be more, I'd be happier with Marvel because here's the thing. Marvel is a DC is a DC is a comic book (laughs) franchise and people want to see crazy battles. They want to see crazy fights. That is the point. And when they sway away from that too much, they're going to start losing their audience. Right. So they've been really struggling to find a good balance ever since the Infinity Saga ended. Um, 
Spider-Man, sp- spot on. Like they did a great job with that. It was fantastic. It was it was great, but they're still tr- they're trying to they're trying to introduce new characters without having a connection to the old. They're trying to do it so we can move on move on and not be so dependent on the characters that we've had. Now, Guardians of the Galaxy was the only really successful um, branch off that had no connection to the other characters. Shang-Chi, um, I'd say, would be a close second. I, I um, actually, I really, I haven't seen it since it first came out. I've watched it a few times. But what, Shang-Chi? I, yeah. I, I don't want to talk about Shang-Chi anymore. Neither do I. We've, we've done that enough. Three times, and it's yet to air. Um, <laughs> but I, I will say that I, I did enjoy that film. Yeah. It, that yeah, one I did enjoy. Good. Eternals, not so much. Black Widow, <laughs> they could have a six-episode miniseries and it would have been better, in my opinion. If they broke it up like that and just had a six episodes, I would be like, okay, this makes sense for a show. But for it to be this this movie that we've been waiting for for two years, yeah, nah, sorry. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, I just... But you were saying, you know, since... Yeah, they're, they're, they're trying to do all these things, but... They did it with. They were successful with Iron Man. They were successful with Thor. They were successful with introducing these new characters in the beginning, that had a right amount. But they're swaying even away from that. Yeah. They could mm-hmm. have the same. Absolutely. They're they're trying to. I don't get it. It's like. Like I don't know what they're trying to do. Like. I. I will say you know Infinity and. Infinity War and Endgame are some big shoes to fill. Some pretty big yeah. shoes to fill. I mean, Thor Love and Thunder looks pretty intense for the next... But again, that's part... I don't know if it's... It's not part of the Infinity Saga, but it's all part of that... The the main Avengers. The Avengers initiative stuff. Right. Which the rest of these so, characters are not... Right. I mean, we're going to, I don't know. We can, we can stop and just say, Hey, they had their time and I was satisfied with it. Just be okay with it. Like, cause once, once they ended and you know, um, end game, like that's it. We're satisfied. Like I can just be satisfied. And I remember saying, I don't know what Spider-Man is going to be like because, um, I mean, actually, wait for, first of all, far from home, was after Endgame. Yeah. Never mind No Way Home. Right. So Far From Far From Home was the second Spider-Man movie, and that was after um, and that was Endgame. Fanta- and that was fantastic, And they did too. a great job with that. And then they did, again, a great job with No Way Home. And they're both after Endgame. So it, they could do it, but they're not because they're, there's no tie-in anymore. So they really need to find a way to tie things back in and introduce characters the right way. It's, it's almost as if they're... Well, no, it's not like it's not like Justice League. You know, Justice League was a forced. Here's a bunch of characters that never had a backstory yet. Um, you know, and then it's like then we'll do Wonder Woman. It's like nah, then we'll do Aquaman. Nah. No, they they have to find a way to really to draw us to certain characters. When you watch a movie, um, oh, what were we just talking about recently? It was the same kind of thing. Oh, um, you still haven't seen Jurassic World Dominion yet. Um, from what I've understood, just, I guess 
so in the beginning i wanted to see top gun maverick on streaming and jurassic world in the theater and i actually saw top gun in the theater and i'm now actually going to wait probably until jurassic world is streaming because it i've I've heard nothing but eh news about that movie well there's there's an eh ness to it but i went into it with very low expectations saying well if i'm going to watch a new jurassic world movie it's going to be in the theater you know so that's why i was like i'll i'll make the effort no and i'll go check it out so it made more sense for me to do it that way um i guess maverick would be pretty cool in the theater too but the reality is maverick I was have, insane in the theater uh, yeah well i have a projector in my basement so once something comes out i can just sit here with my bass cranked up and in like some in a in a chair it's still it won't compare to this this movie was know. fantastic and everyone's saying even watch it in imax it's even better in imax well you know what i should do i should pull up my my um, my gear vr and when it comes out i'll watch it on that instead you know total surround with the headphones on and yeah. just be like ah <laughs> but anyway that's that i mean this show we knew this was going to be a short episode anyway just because it's uh it was nothing special it gave us a little bit to know okay well the ones we thought might be good people they're actually bad people okay where's it gonna go from here i don't know but you know comron took a hit um do the dodc showed up and captured everybody and okay that's interesting um that's it oh all right and there's a train to karachi and I saw the train too. Okay, great. Um, her, her, all right, her grandmother. So, yep. Yeah, where's that going to lead us to? And we know that we have another thing about the train at the end of the next episode. That's, and I think that's the only thing that's made me go, oh, well, what's that about? Like, what does that mean? So, I, I'm I'm definitely interested in seeing the new the newest episode, episode five. Five. When yeah. we get there. So um, I guess we'll we'll touch base on number four next time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and try to keep talking about. It. I have nothing else really to. Yeah, me neither. To share about <laughs> this TV show. Um, nope. So for all you people in podcast world, you know, hang tight. We only got a few more episodes left, and then we're we're gonna be back on schedule with just talking about a few more cool things. Um, <clears throat> You know, yeah, and we then, have some we have some new new segments that we're going to be introducing. Yep, and then I think what is it? Late August is um, Andor. Oh, like end of August. We won't even get to that until September. August, September. Okay, yeah. So yeah, but that's going to be. I think we've got a uh, we've got She Hulk coming at some point. <laughs> I don't know. If I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> if it's anything like this, then I, I'm all set. Yeah. No, She Hulk. Oh, so we've got. Oh, we've got a lot. Movie-wise, there's a lot happening, but um, I Am Groot is on August 10th. She-Hulk starts on August 17th, and Andor is, the, is August 31st. So we've got some shows coming out. Um, I'm not sure. I think I Am Groot's an animated series. Yeah, that's gonna be, I'm all set with that. <laughs> we'll see. Is Vin Diesel playing Groot? Uh, I Am Groot. I that Am means Groot. yes, probably. I, I don't know. I Am Groot. <laughs> what else is he how- doing? I am Groot. Don't talk that way. <laughs> what? What was that? What was what? What? What was with the Scottish Groot? I'm just. I am Groot. 
I am great. <laughs> hey, you could be Is saying any. You could be saying anything at that point in time. According to we, Rocket, you could be saying anything. <laughs> so yeah, well, but um, it makes me think about it. Imagine if they had different actors in there. Like I keep laughing at that. Shrek was originally going to be Chris Farley. That would have been really? so different if it wasn't you know Mike Myers doing a Scottish thing. You know, like it's it's very different. So just imagine all these different actors that could have been Groot. And how that would have sounded. <laughs> I, I really don't think it would have made a difference. You don't think so? Uh, I'm Groot. That's his only it, line. Yeah. Well, they, recorded it was, um, it, they recorded it three or four times, and they just uh-huh. spliced it in when they needed it. Yeah, but if it was Mike Myers, I am Groot. <laughs> it would have been ridiculous. <laughs> you know, or, you know, somebody with an Indian accent. I am Groot. Yes. <laughs> um, no, wait. Lee Dickerson. Um, anyway, so that is, I am, I am, I'm spent. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. So, with that being said, um, enjoy the rest of your week, people. Enjoy the, the the next couple episodes of this. We have some movies coming out soon. We got some TV shows coming down the line. Um, so, bear with us as we grit our teeth and go through this TV series. But um, enjoy yourselves and have a great night, great day great week. Bye-bye. Bye.